Broadcasting live from the Subaru of Gwinnett Studios in Atlanta, it's time for On the Money, presented by Embassy National Bank. Now, here's your host, Joe Moss. Well, hi, everybody. This is Joe Moss, and you are listening to On the Money, brought to you by Embassy National Bank. And we're back for another very interesting show. Uh, We are broadcasting from the studios of Subaru of Gwinnett, and uh, we thank them for building this nice studio for us. Um, Mike Salmon, our producer, is here, as well as uh, Deara, his assistant for the summer, and we'll probably be losing her over the next month or so, but uh, we're glad she was here this summer. But hey, we've got a a very interesting show. It's a little different than what we've done in the past, but uh, I think you'll find this uh, really interesting. We've got uh, Joey Dennis, who is the general manager of the Gwinnett Center. Uh, Gwinnett Center is the large arena complex that's located here in Gwinnett County and has been a very, very big uh, part of the success of the growth of Gwinnett County over the years. So, Joey, welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. And uh, Jacqueline Miller, who runs the media and PR, is uh, also here. Uh, she'll be listening, and if she has anything that needs to be said, or if we start messing up, I'm sure she'll jump in. So, Jacqueline, Keep how are straight. you? <laughs> um, let's start from the beginning, Joey. Um, apparently, you guys have a fairly large announcement that you'd like to make. Yes, I mean, well, actually, we've had several announcements lately. It's been a trend, which is a good one. Um, we're going to announce tomorrow, actually having a press conference for our new indoor uh, professional lacrosse team, our box lacrosse team, and it'll be the first one in the southeast. And that, and that's the Swarm, right? Georgia Swarm, yes, sir. And uh, apparently lacrosse has got a major demographic growth here in Atlanta and surrounding community, correct? It does. Uh, the owner has done a lot of research and decided to move the team from Minnesota he feels like the southeast is the the growth for um, for indoor lacrosse and outdoor. And that's a major. That's a professional league, right? How it, many teams in that league? Uh, I think there's about 20 teams. I'm not positive. Okay. They carry a roster of about 24 players. I mean, they're the best players in the world. Wow! And they yeah. get them out right out of college, I guess. They do. Um, they come from all over. Um, a lot of the the young men are out of Canada or the Northeast. Um, you know, that's where it started. It's actually an American Indian uh, sport. Uh, the Native American Indian started that sport. And you know who is considered in history the best lacrosse player ever? No, sir, I don't. <laughs> Mike, you the sportsman. You know this one. Syracuse. From Syracuse, Mr. J- James Brown used to be the running back for uh, the Cleveland Browns. And everybody thinks of him as a big football player, but he was actually a better lacrosse player. I cannot imagine Jim Brown on a lacrosse field, but that's probably why he was so good. Anyway, that sounds like a, a good deal for the Gwinnett Center. Absolutely. We also just made a, a major announcement about our headquarters hotel. Uh, it's going to be a 300-room, full-service, five-star Marriott property. It's going to be located right uh, on our campus, and uh, it's something we've been trying to get done for several years. Let me ask you about that. Who's the owner of that hotel going to be? It is uh, um, 
Is it a franchise that they're going to franchise from Marriott? They're franchising from Marriott. It's an ownership group. Um, they own and operate several hotels, and they're going to build it. They'll be the uh, sole owner. Um, it is a county uh, public-private partnership. We're doing a land lease with them, but uh, they will operate and build the hotel. So uh, you're, we're probably looking at close over $30 million of construction, aren't we? I think it's closer to 60 to $80 million. Yeah. Wow. That's yeah. going to keep a lot of folks real busy here. It's, it's going to support. Um, we've got uh, six hotels within walking distance of the facility now, mm -hmm. and we feel like it's just going to support that, that business. Uh, we need it for conventions and um, major sport tournaments that go on for multiple days. Um, and uh, what have you – I want to go back because it's – very unusual to have someone that's been involved in a major success story from the very beginning. Yeah. So um, tell us about your background first. Well, I started in the arena business in 1975. Uh, wow. I was an engineer and actually uh, uh, was the first, first time I saw a Zamboni. Um, Frank Zamboni delivered it. We unpacked it, and I got the selected to be the guy to drive it. <laughs> so, where was that here at the Omni, or where was that? No, that was in Huntsville, Alabama. Really? Yes, sir. Wow, mm -hmm. I didn't realize they had hockey over there. And oh yeah, they, in the seventies, they did. The UAH University of Alabama Huntsville has a strong uh, college hockey team. You learn something new every day. They do. From there, where did you go? How did you end up progressing in the business? Well, I've moved around, obviously, a lot in this business. You have to. Um, in 91, I moved to Houston, Texas, and uh, was with a company called Leisure Management. It was a startup company, and um, that's how I got involved in Gwinnett. Um, I was sort of the, the corporate engineer that went around to all the venues and supported them with any construction or technical-type issues, and... Um, I got, uh, we, we started working with Gwinnett. The county uh, leaders had the vision to build the facility. It opened in November of 92. And uh, I started making a lot of trips from Houston to Atlanta. <laughs> and I won't ever forget my first trip. I was trying to find Sugarloaf Boulevard, and it wasn't even built yet. <laughs> well, tell, what, what do you mean it wasn't even built? It wasn't even there. It wasn't there. So I, how did you get there? I uh, came from the airport, and I stopped at the gas station right down here on satellite and asked the gentleman he says they're building something pretty big at the end of this road i don't know what it is but that may be it and it was so you just went up satellite <laughs> boulevard and there it was yes sir um Changed was that a lot. the only thing up there at the, that point it was the first thing up there yeah wow. all that land was owned by the eastern airlines pilots association mm -hmm. And um, the county uh, acquired it's about 90 acres we have there on our campus, and uh, we're uh, we're we're getting ready to uh, do a major renovation expansion. It'll be the first one since the arena opened, which was in 2003. So it took how long did it take to build the uh, the original convention center? It took about two years, two, two and a half years. years. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So it. Uh, so you uh, opened in 2003. You've been with it since the beginning. Yep. And uh, what kind of renovations are you planning on doing? Well, with our hotel, uh, we're planning on expanding the convention center. Um, we currently have a 50,000-square-foot uh, column-free uh, convention center with um, 14 meeting rooms that break out rooms, we yep. call them. Yep. 
we have a ballroom. It's 22,000 square foot ballroom. You've been there. Yeah. And we're going to basically double, hopefully over double the size of the convention center to 100, 125,000. And we think that'll get us in uh, about 75 to 90 percent of the convention uh, touring shows that's out there. And right now we're in the 25 percent range. Now, how are you going to do that? You're going to build back you're going to build up your sideways we built the arena uh preston williams was my boss still is and he and i you know had the uh, forethought to, we knew we wanted to expand the convention center so we left 325 feet between the two venues okay so we're going to take the convention center straight across to the arena and basically okay. tie it to the arena and then the hotel will sit in front of it and be tied to both venues so the hotel will be if, all right so if i go in the u so where will the hotel be? Right behind the chamber? Yes, it, it'll be behind the chamber. Yep. And, and in front of the convention center. Right. Well, that'll cut, uh, cut in on your parking, won't it? It will. We have 5,000 parking spaces. We've got 1,000 in a parking deck, and we're eventually going to have to build some more decks. In fact, the hotel is building a deck mm -hmm. as part of their project. But our main goal is to uh, convert the convention center and the arena and the performing arts center and the Hudgens center into an entertainment district mm -hmm. so that we can have um, live entertainment uh, stuff for corporate uh, conventions and corporate meetings people to do at night come early stay late um, it's really uh, it's not an original concept it's something that's uh, going across the country and it's been quite successful um, and so we've master plan that out and that's the goal we hope to get that done in the next five years um and and that's what i want to talk to you about it because i i don't know that everyone understands how big it is over there so um i've thought it was a convention center and an arena but it's much more than that once you fill us in on the whole what's actually over there now you yeah. mentioned a couple of the things yeah we've got the hudgens art center um that's connected to us um, they do a lot of, um, uh, have a lot of shows come in, touring shows, art shows, and they also do a lot of classes and pottery and, and different types of classes. We have a performing arts center. Uh, it's a 700 seat theater. We do about a hundred, 150 events a year in there, mm -hmm. both, uh, uh, local amateurs like dance recitals, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But we also do a lot of touring shows, um. We Sounds do. like a nice, quiet venue. For it, it's a beautiful venue. The acoustics is great. Mm -hmm. Then we have the ballroom and convention center. Um, we do, you know, another 300 events, everything from uh, Japan Fest, which is coming up, which is about 20,000, 20,000 people. We got Outdoor Blast. It's a big hunting, fishing show. Mm -hmm. They'll do 10,000 people a day for three days, um, and they take the whole complex pretty much. Wow. And then we have the arena. Um, and we, How full it? How how many nights do you have something going on in the arena? Uh, we do about 110, 120 events, which equates to probably about 230 days of, of something wow. going on in that building. And what's your largest event over there? Well, Is we... circus? Well, in attendance, uh, the Lord, highest capacity we've ever had was George Strait. It was a little, little over 13,000. And Bruce Springsteen was right at 13. That's our max capacity. Mm -hmm. And by the way, we're we're looking to expand the arena. We're hoping to add 2,500 seats to the to the arena to uh, allow us to get a f a few shows that we're not able to get today. 
And you also do a lot of uh, not-for-profit stuff with it for the arena, too, don't you? We do. We do. What's the big thing over there on a Friday? I notice school buses, cars, it's packed over there. Well, uh, right now, uh, this weekend, we've got Jehovah Witnesses. Okay. They, they're about 10,000 people a day for mm-hmm. three days. Mm-hmm. We do. They do four weekends this year. They're doing four weekends. Uh, we have the Gwinnett Gladiators, which does 36 home games. That's mm-hmm. the only hockey team in Atlanta. Yeah. And um, they, um, they've been there since uh, right after the building opened. They started a year after we opened. And then you're going to have the swarm, and then all the concert venues. And exactly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, we're pretty busy. We're we're very blessed with. Uh, and you got 90 uh, acres over there. I didn't realize it was 90 so acres and 5,000 spaces. We don't charge for parking. It's been a, it's been a great asset for us all no these kidding. years. Well, you have plenty of parking. We do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you got there in the early stages. So, how is the center? Let's start with this. How is the center? performed compared to what you were expecting well i think originally when it opened in 92 it struggled a bit just because this part of the uh, atlanta metro area hadn't quite built out you know uh, gwinnett county was the fastest growing county in the country for several years five or six years back those days and then it started becoming more and more successful and when we built the ballroom in the arena it uh it just blew blew our doors off. I mean, mm-hmm. we we were very surprised at uh, how well it did. How, was the um, were there a lot of uh, negative? Was there a lot of negativity at the beginning? I I wasn't here uh, other than just sort of consulting in and out. But yeah, I think there was some some like challenges. What are you doing? Kind of thing. Yeah, way out there. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we heard you know that kind of thing is you're out in the sticks or that kind of right. thing and uh as everybody knows today we're just a part of metro atlanta it's, it's amazing it, what's it doesn't really change yeah you get on 85 from downtown to here boom yeah um and uh what what are some of your as a manager out there what are some of your uh struggles that you've encountered what's your what keeps you uh a question i like to ask business owners what what keeps you awake at night? Yeah, well, obviously, public safety always in a venue like ours, uh, that's top priority. You know, keeping our patrons and our clients safe. Uh, we we take care or we have the mindset of um, providing a service to our, our guests from the time they leave home to the time they get back home. I mean, we really do. That goes in all of our customer service training. We want them to get here. We want them to get parked. We want them to have a good experience, and we've developed that culture. And quite frankly, we won't we won't have anything else. Um, we we've got two clients. We got some coming in the front door that might have a ticket to a concert, and then we've got clients that come in the back door that are either renting the building or um, having a training session, or or maybe they're the um, promoter providing the concert for the night. Mike, there's that customer thing again. Did you notice? Uh, that's kind of a, one of the things that we've noticed on this show, how important taking care of the customer is. Um, oh, it's job one. I mean, <clears throat> we we credit, you know, um, our success on our uh, the culture of good customer service. Mm-hmm. Uh, we really do. We hear it a lot. How do you, how do, you do that? Well, I think it. It starts by empowering your employees. Um, 
in, in training them to have ownership and take ownership in, in their jobs. And, and along with that responsibility comes the authority to be able to do that. And uh, it's, it's really that simple. And just uh, under promise and over deliver, you know, it's, it's pretty simple stuff. Well, yeah, we say it's simple, but it's really not simple. Do you, do you, are, do you have a, in your hiring process, do you have a, do you have a screening process so that you kind of know what you're getting before you hire them? Or is it just a normal face-to-face interview? It's face-to-face. We don't hire a service or anything like that. We have an HR department and, and uh, we post our job openings. Uh, fortunately, we don't have a lot of turnover. Um, Gwinnett Center has uh, about 75 full-time employees, mm-hmm. and uh, we have several major partners. Proof of the Pudding is our food and beverage partner. Uh, Chosen Enterprises is our cleaning uh, partner. Um, CSC is our event services partner, and mm-hmm. WeVend does our merchandising. And... Um, they uh, do the same thing. They they basically fall in line with the culture that we demand as operating the facility. But we do work a lot of part-time people, mm-hmm. and I mean hundreds, like 600. And um, it's it's uh, sometimes it's a challenge if we've got all the venues going at the same time. Uh, obviously, it takes a lot of people, but for the most part, we, we do really well. We're getting great part-time people. Mm. Now, how are you organized? Uh, obviously, you are you run it, but how many um, direct reports do you have? This sounds like an incredible undertaking when all of your <laughs> venues are full. It is. I uh, I actually report to Preston Williams, who's the CEO of the Gwinnett Convention Visitors Bureau, and he reports. We have a twelve-member board. Um, He's over uh, myself, the center, and um, the sports commission, Mm -hmm. and uh, Explore Gwinnett. And then under me, I have uh, uh, eight directors, you know, director of finance, Mm -hmm. director of operations. And then with three major venues, I have an assistant manager that's over each venue. Mm. And and then it, you know, goes down to staff and mayor. But I'm engaged, quite frankly. I'm the kind of person I don't stay at my desk as much as I should probably I get behind on some of my paperwork but I I walk the building you know every day just about and uh, engage with all of our MBWA management by wandering around (laughs) yes (laughs) that's me yeah Um, this is a a lot bigger deal than I ever thought this is it's unbelievable when you when you think about what are your total revenues over there do you sit in try to measure what that is yeah sure we we bring in about 12 million dollars average a year we do about 15 million a year in ticket sales mm-hmm. and primarily that's sporting and concerts um but out of you know our six to seven hundred events uh probably half of them or more are non-ticketed mm-hmm. uh they're um, either some meetings or or training or you know stuff like that mm-hmm. and uh, how are you structured uh, from a corporate standpoint, we're a um, we're a five hundred one six C LLC. It's uh, our, our corporate names: um, Sugar, uh, see Gwinnett Center, deep Sugar Loaf Gwinnett Center. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And um, so you're not you're a not for profit, but yet 
you've got to cover your own expenses. Exactly. Yeah. The county, when that county owns the uh, the land and the brick and mortar, the, the facilities, and they have a big investment in it. And uh, I'm charged with uh, being good stewards of that facility. We do not uh, get any revenues from anybody. We make our own way. Uh, we, we bring in all of our revenue and, and uh, pay all of our expenses. And if we make a profit, which we always have <clears throat> made some profit, um, it goes into uh, our capital and uh, basically our renovation fund to do capital. Now, do you pay project. a rent back to the county? No, we don't pay a rent. Okay. Mm. So they've got their investment. And how was all that funded? Do you recall? I, I think the original building, and I'm not 100% sure, was, was paid for, for out of splash money. Uh, okay. Special purpose option tax. And okay. um, I think they have bonds on the arena. Um, that's being sunset through the uh, hotel motel tax. Okay. Um, and, okay. you know, that's one of our charges is to support the uh, tourism and the hotel uh, motels in, the, in our community. Well, the, you're listening to On the Money. This is Joe Moss, uh, your moderator, brought to you by Embassy National Bank, broadcasting from the beautiful recording broadcast studios of Subaru of Gwinnett. And uh, we've got Joey Dennis here, who is the manager of the Gwinnett Center. And uh, he's been talking a lot about the um, details of the Gwinnett Center um, and uh, very interesting stories behind it. And uh, most importantly, we're, we're talking about some big announcements relative to a new hotel. As 300-room hotel that's going to be built there, as well as they're going to be hosting the um, Georgia Swarm, which is going to be a major league lacrosse team at the Gwinnett Center. So... Uh, all of you lacrosse players, you'll be able to um, see some pretty good lacrosse, I would think. Yeah, best in the world. Whatever happened to professional soccer out there? Wasn't there an indoor soccer league for a while? Not with us. No? No. no uh, so well, it's always just been the Gladiators? We had an arena football team, the that's Georgia Force. Was. Yeah. yeah, whatever mm -hmm. happened to that? That whole just league just went away. Well, they're, they're playing it somewhere, aren't they? They, they are today, yeah. Uh, the the cities that could make money, I guess, are still out there. Yeah, and it, it was unfortunate. We our team was very successful, and then the um, if I remember correctly, the league went on strike, and um, that kind of killed it. And then the owner just you know, uh, I don't know if he sold the team or what he did, but he away. decided enough. This said, I've had too much fun already. I don't blame it. Um, <laughs> that sometimes will happen. Um, what can you know? We're, this is a show about helping small business, and every people tuning in may seem uh, maybe you're off track a little bit. But what can, can the Gwinnett Center do to help small businesses out there? What kind of services do you have? What can you do for them? Well, we um, we have a lot of space that we try and uh, provide premium space at a reasonable price, and we do a lot of Christmas parties for corporations. We we have a special 501c3 not-for-profit rate mm -hmm. for local theater groups and basically anybody. Um, a lot of uh, churches have uh, events in our facility, and you know our goal is to um, provide um, uh, entertainment, live entertainment to this community as well as. Um, uh, economic impact for the county and the community and uh, provide resources to the to the corporate partners that we have now what's the smallest uh, m number of 
people that have come to a meeting there? Oh, we have meetings, regular meetings that meet there once a month that might have 10 people in them. Really? Yeah, we got okay. rooms that can do that. Okay. Sure. And then you go all the way up. I've been over there with 300 in a meeting before. Oh, we've done, yeah, we've done 10,000. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, do you do a lot of conventions over there? We do. Uh, we think with the expansion, we'll do more mm -hmm. uh, regional, national type conventions. We're just not quite big enough in our uh, main hall for, for those type of shows. Mm -hmm. um, we've done some boat shows. We do consumer shows and hunting and fishing shows and the quilting show. And there's a long list. Okay. What and and your rates are very competitive, I would think. I think so. I mean, we we strive to be um, cost competitive with with everybody, and we we work with you know folks on just about anything. And uh, who is your competition? And how well, do you deal with them? Well, in the um, do you compete with City of Atlanta? Oh, we do. Um, are you supposed to? I, I don't. Uh, we don't look at it as competition. We look at it as um, being the right play or the right venue for this type of event and obviously we leave it up to the client um there's certain shows that that need to play the congress center we're never gonna we're never gonna compete with them that's mm -hmm. not our market mm -hmm. but there's a lot of shows that that the congress center is not a good fit for them maybe they that we might be a good fit mm -hmm. but there's a lot of great venues in this market um it, it's ironic uh, when we opened the arena and I'm going off memory here, but I think there was six or eight, basically, uh, venues that would consider uh, competition for the arena. Mm -hmm. I think there's like 30 now. Really? <laughs> well, that goes back to a little conversation we were having before the show about um, social media. And um, we've been talking about even though social media can kind of let you uh, – meet and dialogue with people people still have a need to be with each other right so maybe that's the growth in the arena space is that uh at the end of the day you don't want to sit there and watch your band on youtube you want to be there exactly people enjoy going out to live events i mean especially entertainment but even conventions uh i don't think it'll ever be replaced um you know i go to a lot of conventions and there's there's just nothing that can replace that one-on-one -on -one FaceTime that you get uh, sure. at a live event like that. And speaking of our competition, we we have great friends friendships with all of our uh, the venues in the this marketplace and all over the country actually, and talk to them basically daily. Um, doesn't matter which which building it is or, or who the players are. We uh, we share information and, mm -hmm. and we just really try to help each other. It's actually a great industry to to be in. I've been in it 40 years. I got out of it for uh, six years. I uh, worked for NASA as a mechanical engineer. Uh, I got to stop you there. Where did you work for NASA? <laughs> for facilities at Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama. You didn't do any of the exploration research. No, no. Okay. I, I was a facilities guy. Uh, that's my strong well, What do you think of the Pluto thing? That's pretty oh, that's neat, pretty isn't it? pretty cool. Yeah, those yeah. guys are. I actually got a, a nephew uh, and a niece that both are engineers for NASA, so I'm very proud of that. Well, um, I'm sorry. I'm a big NASA fan. I had to oh, jump off track there. Yeah, I, I got to meet Dr. Warner Von Braun back in the 70s. Uh, he was in Huntsville. Yeah, exactly. He was an old German, wasn't he? Sure was, yep. Yeah, and we somehow we snuck him over here. That's a neat part of history that I remember. Um, what kind of challenges do you face? 
Well, obviously, traffic. If we do a big concert uh, on a weeknight especially, um, for two reasons. There's more traffic on the roads, but the other reason is most of the patrons will meet at the arena, where if it's on a weekend, they'll carpool when there's less cars on the, on the road. So we try to manage that and be uh, sensitive to all of our neighbors that, uh, you know, we don't want them to get stuck, can't get home or can't get away from their workplace and get home. So we try to put messages out to let everybody know that we're going to have heavy traffic on this day or that day. I'm one of your neighbors. Oh, <laughs> I mean, that, that and is... No, you do a good job with that, by the way. Well, we, we, want, we want to do that. We want to do better. And in our renovation, that's been a major, major part of it. We've actually had a traffic study going for several months now just to give us ideas and input on how we can improve that. That's... I don't ever get a complaint other than uh, Are there plans to traffic. expand Sugarloaf or satellite? There, there are plans, not, not really to widen it that I know about, uh, but to enhance the ability to get in and out. Okay. Uh, there's a lot of things that's in play with that, and it's in our master plan. Because you, you can get in there from satellite and, and Sugarloaf. You can get in there from either way, and uh, we're hoping that we'll get a meta-church entrance eventually. A what kind of Me meta church is the road behind the facility? Okay, okay. And uh, we're hoping for eventual. Uh, but I know the access from the interstate is very easy. It is, yeah. Y you can uh, get off at Sugarloaf, or you can get off at Satellite, mm -hmm. and come right up 120 and go in, go in uh, that entrance. You know, I was surprised when you said your thing that keeps you up at night is public safety. Well, I I think I was surprised by that, um, but I I get it. Um, People are scared of some. Some people are afraid of crowds these days. They are, and and you know the world we live in today, especially when it, when you get a crowd together, you you, you think about that. At least in my role, and uh, our industry spends a lot of time on that, um, and we we do a lot of training with that sp specific uh, subject, and um, you, you know you're kind of limited what you can do, but we 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 want to absolutely do the best we can do now i don't know that i've ever heard of any significant events that have happened over there no sir not a one uh everybody's knocking on 23 years exactly knocking on wood <laughs> that's amazing because i uh, do you do the bag check and and uh are you you got scanners now and we do we've got all of that equipment and um we try not to inconvenience the the patron uh, any more than we have to um, and we discuss it with the, the show. A lot of times we're just renting the facility to, you know, this group or that mm -hmm. group. And, mm -hmm. and it's, and we, we leave it up to them unless we feel there's a need, uh, how, how strong of a security checkpoint we put in place. Really? You leave it up to the, uh, people that are renting the facility within certain guidelines we do. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I don't want to give all our secrets away. No, but. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. But, um, oh, I get it. But, um, well, I know that uh, in just in the last five or six years, if we go to a big show, uh, my wife's concern is, am I going to be safe? Yeah. yeah and that, I think that's being, unfortunately, becoming more and more prevalent. Yeah, and it's kind of a shame that, that you have to think that way. Um, but it's it is true. I mean, there are lots at a major venue like ours, and and I know it goes on at all of them. There is a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes, before the events, during the events, 
uh, that the, the general public don't know about that's mm-hmm. keeping them safe. I mean, yeah. they there's a lot of men and women out there doing their job. And people that you may not know were actually security. Exactly. A lot um, of that. Yeah. Well, that's good. It is. Thank you for doing that. Thanks. Um, all right. I got to put you on the spot here. When is the... Uh, when is the uh, Atlanta Hawks license going to end down there at the uh, Phillips Center? <laughs> How many more years we got down there? I don't know. Are you going to make a play? You're We're gonna... always open for a for a partner. <laughs> Aren't you going to expand the arena a little bit? We want to, absolutely. Well, uh, everybody hear that? You heard it first. Hawks moved to Gwinnett County. <laughs> that, would, yeah. that would really be something. Um, well, you never know what you could accomplish, just like the folks in Cobb County did. No, uh, that's you, pretty interesting. You do not know. That's all right. True. Uh, recent challenges that we want to talk about, and I guess we've we've talked about some of those. But uh, tell us some stories. Well, you know, kind of some stories about uh, some of the maybe the inter, uh, entertainment events that have occurred there. What are some of the funny things that you've seen? Well, there's a long list, <laughs> especially with concerts. Uh, you know, I, I've been doing this a long time. I've seen a lot of stuff, but I, um, I've i told this story a lot. But uh, I had the pleasure of doing uh, Elvis Presley back in the 70s, and uh, it was such a surprise. You know, backstage at a rock concert is typically not the <laughs> place you want your children, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Uh, but... His show, what impressed me the most, and I haven't forgotten it in all these years, was it was yes sir, no sir. I mean, it was like very professionally run, which is so unusual for a concert. And that impressed me the most about that whole entire event. And the tickets were 12 bucks. (laughs) And uh, who are some of the um, the, um, performers that come through that you've just felt really good around? Well, George Strait was one really nice guy. I've heard guy. he's a gentleman, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Eric Clapton was another one really down-to-earth, easy to talk to. Um, I mean, there's there's lots of those those folks. And, you know, we, we operate this. I learned this a long time ago. Uh, people don't think about it, but these artists are traveling day in and day out. It's and their job. It's their job. And so we... We give them their space. We we don't bother them. We we treat them just like if they were renting a hotel room and we were in the hotel business. It's their private space, and we don't we don't get involved unless they ask us to. Um, do you have lodging facilities there for some of the performers? We don't. They they uh, we have kitchens for them yeah. and things like that, and you know nice lounges and places for them to relax. But they typically have a bus, or either they'll fly in and stay at a hotel. I can't imagine they probably really want to get off that bus. I can't remember what group it was, but I remember the bus showing up, and I saw some folks getting off, and it looked like that they really wanted to get off that bus. Well, one thing about our headquartered hotel, it's going to have some suites in it, so I think the artists will really enjoy that. Yeah. Um, what about on the sports side? What kind of stuff have you seen out there? Well, you know, I've done. Uh, I've is done, the hockey thing a mess to clean up? Hockey is. Uh, it is a challenge. Where's all sport. that water go? <laughs> well, the ice is an interesting subject. It's it's actually pretty easy uh, if you if if you understand how it works it's uh it's seventeen thousand square feet on a hockey surface mm-hmm. and that's one inch of ice and that equates to about ten thousand gallons of water mm-hmm. 
and uh, we put that down. We typically take about three days to put it down, but we have done it in about a day and a half. Um, and we leave it down all year. The only thing we take it out for is the circus, and that's because they got guide wires and stuff they have to tie into the floor. Mm-hmm. The floor has 88 uh, tie-downs in it where they can guide off the trapeze and that kind of stuff. But we do the rodeo on top of the ice. We do everything on top of the so ice. So if I'm at a, a concert there at Gwinnett Center, I'm sitting on the ice. You are. We've got a very expensive ice cover. <laughs> I can imagine. <laughs> that um, insulates that, uh, it, so your feet don't get as cold as it used to. Is it? Uh, that's that's pretty interesting. Um, are the I've always heard the hockey players are real gentlemen. Oh, they are. They all those young men are, are are great, and they they work so hard. You know, uh, I, I I couldn't do that job. It, 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 it's really tough. I mean, being around those guys after a game is is really challenging. I've been around a lot of boxers after a boxer, boxing match. and, and uh, Do you have a – does UFC come there? Do you uh, have U, UFC? We, yes, we've done it several times. And uh, what about uh, professional boxing? That's come there as well. I don't know that I've seen one. Uh, trying to remember if we've done – it's not nearly as popular as, you know, back in the Sugar Ray and the uh, – Muhammad Ali days. I, I used know. Everybody did a lot thinks of those you got to beat the hell out of somebody as opposed to just have a good boxing match. Yeah, you know, UFC is it's really strong sport. Yeah. Um, well, listen, this is uh, on the money. Brought to you by uh, Embassy National Bank. I'm Joe Moss, your moderator, and we're talking with uh, uh, Joey Dennis, who is the general manager at uh, the Gwinnett Center, and we're hearing a lot of interesting behind the scenes stuff about uh, what goes on over there. And um, I guess I'm just really impressed with what a big undertaking it is. It is. You got 60, I'm sorry, I wrote it down, uh, 60 full-time employees. About 75, 75, and you can have at any time 600 part-time employees over there. Yeah, we've had every venue on the campus going at the same time. I mean, you're talking about probably 25,000 people on the campus. Uh, that's when we we really challenge the parking. <laughs> we park them on the, on the roads and behind the facility and everywhere else we can. But that's that happens typically about three times, four times a year. Every venue's got something going on. Yeah, the convention center, the theater, the theater, ballroom and arena, and then we have to uh, uh, the Hudgens is they got stuff going every day just about. Mm. Yeah, we're 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 busy, and we want to be busier. Um, and I think the lacrosse—that's nine nine games. Um, they're opening in January. January eighth is uh, right now. The league hadn't released it, but that's the date we're kind of looking at. That that'll be uh, that'll be exciting. And um, you know, just from I I guess what I'm sitting here thinking, you're. You're a small business. I mean, oh, we are. We we operate business. exactly like a small business. So he's told us, uh, Joey. You told us your number one concern is customer service and making sure everybody is well taken care of, both the people that are either performing or people that are there to, or uh, playing or whoever, and both the, the customers that come in. And Absolutely. Um, in a, in a lot of respects, um, and even though you say you're not for profit. Uh, you know, just to educate folks out there a little bit, there's no such thing as being not for profit. You've got to make money in order to keep yourself going. Yep. Um, it's just your classification that, uh, that that you can benefit from, and all those dollars will go back into the facility. 
Absolutely. We spend at least right around a million bucks a year just on capital type things. You know, if we have maintenance, you know, replace something or re-roof a piece of the facility. I mean, our roof's 24 years old. A lot of it is. I got 750,000 square feet under roof heating and air conditioning That's going to have to be replaced pretty soon, won't it? It's coming up on the end of its life. It is. But uh, we had a roof consultant come in and he said it's the best looking 24 year old roof he's ever seen. (laughs) Well, the other thing is to let you all know the Gwinnett Center is self-supporting. So your tax dollars, other than uh, going in to maybe help some of the land acquisition and the building, uh, they've been spent. So uh, the Gwinnett Center is supported by your attendance and your revenues. That's exactly right. And uh, I think that's an important point to to put out there. So it's important that you support it uh, and um, and keep everybody coming. Um I think what makes our venue so uh, unique is we do such a diverse uh, clientele. I mean, it's all over the board. Um, And we have a a very green-type campus. We get a lot of great feedback on that. And people love to, you know, if they're there for a convention, it's a pretty day. They go out on the picnic tables and eat under a tree, that kind of thing. Mm Um, and we're going to keep all of that when we do our renovation expansion. That's really important to us. We want to enhance our lake. Um, we're a very green facility, by the way. We, we irrigate the whole 90 acres out of the lake. We've mm-hmm. been doing that since day one. Um, we provide all the water for our, our air conditioning and our ice plant. We get that out of a well. And, and, uh, and the, gosh, the utility expense has got to be dramatic if you're not careful with it. It is. Uh, fortunately, I'm a, a certified energy engineer and used to do a lot of that. So energy conservation is very important to us. And our team does a good job with recycling and, and being very energy conscious. One of the big things with the renovation is we want to go to all LED lighting. That's probably the, the biggest thing we got that's out of date. And I've heard about that, a little bit of an investment up front, but it stays lit forever. Yes, and the, and the cost is basically nothing. Mm-hmm. Just for an example, the sports lights, there's um, 220 sports lights in the arena. They're 1,000 watts apiece. And that, you got to have that uh, to do a hockey game mm-hmm. or a lacrosse game and have TV quality lighting. Well, the new LED lights does it for about a third of that energy. That's amazing. And you don't have to replace them. Exactly. Yeah, they last, you know, 80 years. And these, we're, we're you know, the life on one of those lamps is probably less than two years. Mm. Well, um, we're about to the end. And uh, so, Joey, why don't you give us a couple of, why don't you give us a paragraph to wrap up this whole thing? Well, I, I thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm obviously very, very proud of our facility and, and more so our staff. Uh, I'm blessed with a great staff. They, they really take their jobs to heart, and they love their jobs. And, and also uh, our leadership, uh, our board and the county uh, lets us run the facility and uh, make all the decisions, and uh, that's, that's very important. I've been in a lot of venues where that wasn't the case, mm-hmm. and uh, there's nothing that can mess up a venue faster than, than that. Yeah, micromanagement. Nobody likes to be micromanaged. Well, good for you. That's because they trust you, Joey. Uh, That's a good sign. Um, And let's just reiterate, you got that 300-room full-service Marriott will start. Yep. 
about a $60 million, $70 million construction budget, which would be good for everyone. And uh, you've got the lacrosse team coming, which will be starting in January. That's right. And then uh, 10 years from now, let's see, maybe the uh, Hawks will be out there. You never know. (laughs) (laughs) Our producer does a lot of sports in the area. It's just doing one of these uh, SMHs, shaking my head. Um, Well, anyway, that's the show for the day. Joey, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you, Joe. It's been very interesting and extremely informative, and I appreciate you coming over. I really appreciate it. Um, Thank you, Mike. And everybody get out there, and next time you go to the center, uh, Gwinnett Center, just be a lot more appreciative of what's going on and realize that uh, it's supporting itself, and you're a big part of it. So that's a good thing. Um, That's our show for today. Again, On the Money, the the show that helps small business is presented by Embassy National Bank. I'm Joe Moss, the moderator. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter um, at uh, on underscore the underscore money and then the number one. So On the Money 1. And uh, all of our shows are out there on the Internet at onthemoney.businessradiox.com. And now we've got... uh, uh over how many shows that we have out there 30 plus shows and the big news that uh, i can conclude is that uh, we've recently just saw that we've had over fifty-three thousand listeners so uh, the word's getting out there about on the money we really appreciate that and um our you want to listen in the car uh our shows are uh, free on itunes so you can get a podcast every week and i guess you're going to be going to apple play as well at some point right i guess we are uh that's what i just heard anyway next time uh thanks for listening uh joe moss with embassy national bank and as we always say out there we got a couple of monikers that we use at the end be careful out there and leave fear in the back seat i like that one a lot all right until next time this is on the money Joe Moss brought to you by Embassy National Bank. Thanks a lot. See you next time.